Thanks for joining me on episode 1111 of the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. I'm Jerry Fu. I challenge you to invest in yourself, invest in others, develop your influence, and impact the world by using your time, your talent, and your treasures to live out your calling. Having the ability to understand and resolve conflict is key, and one way to be inspired to do that is to listen to this, the Inspired Stewardship Podcast with my friend Scott Mater. One beggar telling other beggars where to find bread. And I believe when people, and I think this is the turning point really, when people are willing to be generous without compensation, there comes the point where it's say, hey, there is a clear line between what I'm able to give away for free, uh, but I also want you to succeed even if you don't. When, people, when coaches are willing to say that, Welcome, and thank you for joining us on the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. If you truly desire to become the person who God wants you to be, then you must learn to use your time, your talent, and your treasures for your true calling. In the Inspired Stewardship Podcast, you will learn to invest in yourself, invest in others, and develop your influence so that you can impact the world. In today's interview with Jerry Fu. I asked Jerry about stewardship and how it's impacted him. I also asked for his top tips on making an impact. And Jerry also shares with you what he hopes to leave as his legacy. One reason I like to bring you great interviews like the one you're going to hear today is because of the power in learning from others. Another great way to learn from others is through reading books. But if you're like most people today, you find it hard to find the time to sit down and read. And that's why today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Go to inspiredstewardship.com slash audible to sign up and you can get a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. And instead of reading, you can listen your way to learn from some of the greatest minds out there. That's inspiredstewardship.com slash audible to get your free trial and listen to great books the same way you're listening to this podcast. Jerry Fu is a conflict resolution coach for Asian American leaders. He started coaching in 2017 to help other Asian American professionals deal with the challenges they encounter at work, with their families, and within themselves. Prior to starting his coaching business, Jerry worked as a pharmacist and began facilitating leadership workshops in 2012. Today, Jerry offers a range of coaching services, which includes individual coaching, group workshops, and keynote presentations. In his free time, Jerry enjoys travel, trying new restaurants, and lots of salsa dancing. Welcome to the show, Jerry. Hi, Scott. Thanks for having me. So, of course, my brand is Inspired Stewardship. And again, like last week when we talked about leadership, I've learned over the years that stewardship is one of those words that different people hear different things when they hear it. So what does the word stewardship mean to you? And what has that meaning had an impact on your life? In what way has that meaning had an impact on your life? Yeah, excellent question. Stewardship for me implies and really represents an attitude of a servant, posturing yourself as a servant, realizing that as a leader, you are not meant to be served, but to serve others. And I have to remind myself every time I take on a leadership position that I am not doing this just to get the the big piece of chicken as one comedian likes to put it, right? <laughs> I'm not just doing this. The rewards are great. 
as a leader for sure. You know, they, there are some really nice compensation packages out there. And unfortunately, that comes with a lot of ego as well, right? To say, hey, I've made it this far. I deserve a lot because I know how hard I worked to get here. As opposed to saying, hey, you know what? Yeah, my compensation probably is higher than other people that I'm leading. And I heard one CEO say it this way. He goes, some people think, plenty of people think they're working for me. I really think I'm working for you. I I set up this company not so that I could just enjoy the benefits that come from owning a company, but I'm really making a difference because the work we're doing is important and we're giving people jobs and an opportunity to really make play their role in having the impact that our company wants to have. And yeah, that's the the impact it's had on me because even as a coach, if I told people, oh, I'm doing this so I can have a higher quality of life, that might be true, but it probably would inspire them to, to work with me. But if I am honestly doing this and I am, People, it's their people's choice to believe me or not. But when I know I am doing this so that people don't simply say Jerry is a good leader, but Jerry made me a better leader. Jerry helped me overcome challenges at work, better relationship with my boss, and really helped me define success for myself and to respectfully disagree with people who may not support my idea of success. But those are good things, right? I'm going to trust that people are going to compensate me for my time and they feel, yeah, I got a good value out of working with Jerry. And at the same time, it comes back down to serving people, right? I wouldn't do this unless I were serving. And it's not going to, my business won't last unless I'm actually genuinely serving. And again, it comes back to that too. Because I think probably when you said some of those things, everyone's thought of somebody that said those things and they believed them. And everyone thought of somebody that has said those things and they're like, yeah, you don't really mean that. What do you think is the difference between that part of it? People authentically saying it and people believing it versus saying it and people aren't hearing the authenticity of it? Yeah, great question. I think a big part of it is what are they posting, right? How are they presenting themselves? Because that's there's you know, that's part of it because sometimes it's very calculated, right? Mm-hmm. As to how they're presenting themselves. And at the same time, there's only so many secrets you can hang on to, I think, before they come to light. So, Especially in today's world. <laughs> oh, yeah. With social media and everyone has a camera on their phone now. I think part of it is, yeah, look at what kind of legacy are they leaving now? Any smart coach will have not just testimonials, but like they'll have their share of referrals too. Or at least that's what I believe is that people don't just, when they see how overjoyed they are at the kind of change and transformation they're experiencing in their lifetime, having since worked with an effective coach, I don't think they keep that to themselves. They'll usually say, tell three friends, hey, work with this coach. He, he did so much for me. Um, you know, I think about Michael and the impact he had on me. And I tell people all the time, right? Hey, work with Michael. He's, he helped save my career. He's always had something useful, interesting to say, and I'm going to hang around him. And that's not something I do just to get referral bonuses from Michael. That's not what our relationship is built on. It really is an authentic desire to share and a humility to, hey, I'm one beggar telling other beggars where to find bread. Mm -hmm. And I believe when people, and I think this is the turning point, really, when people are willing to be generous without compensation, there comes a point where it's say, hey, there is a clear line between what I'm able to give away for free, but I also want you to succeed even if you don't hire. Mm -hmm. When When coaches are willing to say that, 
I think those are the people I tend to respect the most. And actually the ones I want to pay to hire me because I thought to myself, well, if they're this generous, can imagine what they're willing to do for paying clients, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if somebody really wants to make a dent in the universe, whatever mm-hmm. that phrase means to them, mm-hmm. what are some of the principles or tips that you would give them to be able to do that? Yeah, yeah. A, a great resource I'll go ahead and point you to is Designing Your Work Life by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans, because they talk about uh, impact specifically, where, you know, do you want to be a surgeon where you only work on like a brain surgeon where you can only work on one patient at a time, but for those patients, right, you obviously do a lot, or do you want to go macro scale where you are helping with a nonprofit in third world countries trying to fix or make changes to a broken uh, system like healthcare or government or infrastructure, things like that. And I would just tell people, hey, like Bill Burnett and Dave Evans already have a great resource on that. But if you want to simplify some takeaways, yeah, the first is to ask yourself, yeah, like, what am I wired? What do I have a heart for, right? Is it refugees? Is it orphans? Is it widows? Is it anti-trafficking causes? Is it educational systems? Is it certain areas of the world even that you feel like, you know, need help? Cleft palate. That's another fun one where dentists go in and not only do these perform these surgeries, but also train up local dentists to do them. And yeah, just take time to explore, take time to interview people in these spaces, learn what drives them, what keeps them going on their toughest days. And now that you have a more complete picture, certain causes out there and what it takes to support them. And you have to ask yourself now, like how much time am I willing to invest? Or how much money or how much talent uh, do I want to invest in terms of trying to have this impact? Because on one hand, you should just start, right? No one says, oh, you have to join someone else's cause. But usually, as Zig Ziglar says, right, the way you elevate yourself is to elevate others. So mm-hmm. when you are willing to help someone else elevate their platform, they're probably going to elevate you in the process or give you referrals or things like that. I'll refer to a term called happy overwhelm, where, you know, when you get good at one thing and volunteering, other causes tend to find you. They're like, oh, Jerry's a contributor, but maybe he'll help with over here. Mm-hmm. And you have to discern, have the courage. And that's another thing I would tell myself 10 years ago, have the courage to discern what's most important to you. Be willing to say no, because that's the opportunity cost question, right? If you're saying yes to something, what are you saying no to? I'm saying no to sleep and recharging. You know, <laughs> That's not good. Those aren't good things to say no to. So yeah, to pick two or three things, I would say just for practical experience, pick two or three things that mean a lot to you and then just have the courage uh, to say no to the rest and trust that other people will come around, that there's more than enough people to contribute to each of these causes. Let me ask you what everyone tells me is the uh, not so easy question that I say is the easy question. If I invented a machine and I was able to pluck you from where you are today and transport you into the future 100 to 150 years and you were magically able to look back on your whole life and see all of the impacts and the ripples that you've left behind. What mm-hmm. impact do you hope you've left on the world? Oh, man. Thank you for asking that. I need to zoom out more often, really. If I had to look back on my it's life. It's a nicer version of the obituary. Oh, well, that's, no, that's great. <laughs> I know. We all got to deal with that. I want to see a society specifically where Asian Americans have a seat at the table. Not just, and that's what I'm focusing on, but that 
I want to help in a zooming out macro level where everyone can be seen, heard, and respected, regardless of their background or culture or beliefs, where we can all agree on what's essential, which is a society where what's that diversity, equity, and inclusion thing where everyone, um, so we can eliminate a world with discrimination and racism where people, again, even if we deal with these things, people know how to overcome them. I also want to see a world where, yeah, people don't have to worry about where the next meal is coming from or like seeing these perfectly preventable diseases that are still pervading certain countries where people, again, just have, you know, fair access. I'm not, please don't think people are like, oh, he's a socialist. It's not about that. I'm not talking about that. I I just want a world where in a place where we are all human, that uh, we can all uh, take care of each other as humans, I guess, is the way I'm going to sum it up. Mm -hmm. So yeah, my impact, yeah, whether it's in third world countries or with refugees or with certain races being able to feel like we all belong. And also, also, this is the fun wrinkle that everyone can enjoy dancing where everyone's able to enjoy being around each other. And okay, that may be other. a bit much. It's all last, but just to be able to, yeah, just to be able to. That's your stretch. Point. stretch. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, at least even if people don't want to invest in dancing, at least they can appreciate it and the benefits. Maybe that's a more realistic thing. My goddaughters are both, they've been in dance for years. And so we uh-huh. go to a lot of their performances. So nice. I can say I enjoy dancing as a spectator. Yeah. That's fair that's, enough. That's, no, that's still fair. Absolutely. So what's coming next for you as you continue on this journey to living out your call and impacting the world? Yeah, yeah. For me, I'll be happy to tell people, look, I've only been open a year right now. Maybe a year and a quarter by the time this this reaches uh, the airwaves. But right now, the next things for me, yeah, I need to build out my automated marketing campaigns and being able to replicate myself and my attempts to reach more people even if I'm not directly uh, able to do it myself, even if it's so, yeah, to have a marketing campaign that's not dependent on my direct efforts. So I'm no longer being the main driver behind that. I'm still doing some private tutoring on the side to help stabilize cash flow, And so that's been another great opportunity to build relationships as well for the immediate need. And then otherwise, I'm just going to keep appearing on more podcasts and trying to generate more referral business through some established coaching schools or working alongside them. So there's a combination of those as I build up this and scale up for my business. So those are my next steps. You can follow Jerry on LinkedIn as Jerry Fu or find him on his website at adaptingleaders.com. Of course, I'll have links to those over in the show notes as well. Jerry, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listener? Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, when you go to the website, there is a free download. We may have mentioned this earlier in the previous episode about yeah, free download on a framework to handle difficult conversations. You can also schedule a complimentary 30-minute call just to share your story or a challenge you need some help with, no strings attached. You can also find my free book blog where I discuss interesting and useful leadership literature. I summarize it for you, give you some key takeaways. So if you don't have time to read, just check out the blog post and hopefully that's enough to, to get you going or to inspire you to read the book yourself and see what kind of dialogue that leads to. Other things are available. I have a monthly book discussion. It's just 10 bucks a person, the first Wednesday of every month. We do some networking. I'll give you a book summary and then there's some facilitated discussion. So it's a great opportunity to network, get some insights and even stay in touch and keep each other accountable with whatever next actions you want to take after having heard the book. Thanks so much for listening to the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. 
As a subscriber and listener, we challenge you to not just sit back and passively listen, but act on what you've heard and find a way to live your calling. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a favor. Go over to inspiredstewardship.com slash iTunes rate, all one word, iTunes rate. It'll take you through how to leave a rating and review and how to make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you can get every episode as it comes out in your feed. Until next time, invest your time, your talent, and your treasures, develop your influence, and impact the world.